When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to my dad's podcast. Mycoplasma genitalium is a facultative anaerobic organism associated with cervicitis, endometritis, pelvic inflammatory disease, infertility, and increased susceptibility to HIV. It has also been associated with adverse birth outcomes, indicating a consistent relationship with female genital tract pathology. The global prevalence of mycoplasma genitalium among symptomatic and asymptomatic sexually active women can range between 1% and 6.4%. Recently, the CDC called this a public health threat, but we were previously limited in its diagnostic ability because of inappropriate tests available. However, that changed in early 2019. In this episode, we're going to review the microbiology and pathogenesis of mycoplasma genitalium in female genital tract disease. First identified in 1980, Mycoplasma genitalium is a bacterium that can infect the reproductive tract and is known to be transmitted through sexual contact. Unlike most other bacteria, it's very difficult to grow in culture, taking about six months to do so. Because of this, researchers were initially hampered in studying its epidemiology. However, in the 1990s, polymerase chain reaction made its identification easier, but it was still limited because of low sensitivities. However, at the start of 2019, the FDA approved a new test for identification of this organism, and this has shed new light on the potential pathophysiology and increased prevalence of this organism in female disease. In 2015, infection with mycoplasma genitalium was listed as a public health threat by the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Mycoplasma genitalium causes urethritis in men and is associated with cervicitis, PID, preterm birth, and even spontaneous abortion. Mycoplasma genitalium is a sexually transmitted bacterium and it may cause signs and symptoms that are very similar to those that occur with chlamydia. In obstetrics, mycoplasma and the ureaplasma organisms are now recognized as a cause of post-C-section infectious morbidity. Now, our title of our podcast and the focus is more of this bacteria on gynecological patients. However, we are talking about obstetrical implications because I don't want it to be interpreted that this organism is limited to gynecological problems. In 2016, Tita et al. published the CSOAP clinical trial results that was C-section optimal antibiotic prophylaxis. Let's cover this briefly before we focus our attention back to gynecology. 
Pregnancy-associated infection is a significant cause of maternal death and C-section is a notable risk factor for postpartum maternal infection. Previous literature has suggested that azithromycin, in addition to standard cephalosporin prophylaxis, reduces the risk of such postoperative infections. In this randomized controlled trial, called the CSOAP trial, researchers investigated whether adjuvant azithromycin reduces the composite rate of endometritis, wound infection, and other infections like abdominal pelvic abscesses. Their results showed that adding azithromycin to a standard cephalosporin prophylaxis safely reduced the composite infection rate significantly. Additionally, there also found no difference in adverse neonatal outcomes in women receiving adjuvant azithromycin versus placebo. Zithromycin is likely targeting these atypical pathogens in the mycoplasma family. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Using worldwide data, the CDC states that mycoplasma genitalium is responsible for more STIs than Neisseria gonorrhea and is the second most prevalent STI next to chlamydia trachomatis infection. Prevalence rates range from 1% in young adults in the U.S. to 4.5% in the Netherlands. Up to 6% of patients at a sexually transmitted disease clinic in Sweden were found to have mycoplasma genitalium infection. Again, here's a clinical pearl. Although prevalence rates differ between countries, mycoplasma genitalium is the most common cause of bacterial STIs, ranking only second to chlamydia trachomatis in prevalence. I know that's difficult to comprehend because we're just not used to giving that much credit to mycoplasma. However, because of this new recently approved 2019 test, more attention is being given to this previously overlooked pathogen. Published data are limited regarding the likelihood of transmission of mycoplasma genitalium and the proportion of persons that are likely to be infected after contact with an infected sex partner. In women, symptoms may or may not be present similar to infection with chlamydia. Detecting the presence of infection can be challenging. About 40 to 75% of women and 70% of men are asymptomatic. Women may present with increased or altered vaginal discharge, urethritis that is acute, persistent, or recurrent dysuria or urgency, it can also present, according to the CDC, with occasional intermenstrual bleeding or postcoital bleeding. It is also a recognized cause of cervicitis or lower abdominal pain. Mycoplasma genitalium can be detected in 10 up to 30% of women with clinical cervicitis, and most studies have found that this organism is more common among women with cervicitis than those without the diagnosis. 
Mycoplasma genitalium is found in the cervix and endometrium of women with PID more often than in women without PID, and endosalpingitis develops in non-human primates after inoculation with Mycoplasma genitalium, suggesting that this organism can in fact cause PID. Mycoplasma genitalium has been detected in up to 22% of PID cases depending on the setting. But the frequency with which mycoplasma genitalium infected women experience PID has been understudied. Although one study in Sweden reported a substantial increase in risk for post-abortal PID among women with mycoplasma genitalium, the proportion of mycoplasma genitalium positive women who subsequently experienced PID in two other studies was actually relatively low, at less than 5%. Evidence from serological studies assessing the association of PID with antibodies to mycoplasma genitalium is also inconsistent. Overall, however, according to the CDC, evidence suggests that mycoplasma genitalium can indeed cause PID, but that this occurs less frequently than it does with chlamydia trachomatis. All right, next, let's review the new 2019 FDA-approved test for mycoplasma genitalium. In early 2019, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved the first test to help with the diagnosis of mycoplasma genitalium, which we now know is a more common STI than previously recognized. Research findings indicate that the ribosomal ribonucleic acid-based mycoplasma genitalium assay demonstrated greater sensitivity than the usual lab-derived or CE-marked DNA-based tests. This test can be performed using urine, urethral, penile, endocervical, or vaginal swab samples. This new ribosomal ribonucleic acid-based test is covered under the Optima test, which is carried by Hologic. Now, as a disclosure, this podcast is not a commercial endorsement of this product or any other. This is simply being done for educational purposes. All right, now that we're getting to the end of our podcast, let's come back and cover the treatment of this pathogenic organism. Mycoplasma genitalium lacks a cell wall, and so antibiotics targeting cell wall biosynthesis like beta-lactams including penicillin and cephalosporins are ineffective against this organism. Research indicates that a single 1-gram dose of azithromycin is significantly more effective than doxycycline against mycoplasma. However, resistance to azithromycin is increasing. The median cure rate for men and women was historically labeled at around 85%, but it was only 40% effective in a most recent clinical trial. Cure rates for moxifloxacin, however, do range from the high 70s to 100%. Fluoroquinolones other than moxifloxacin, however, are not recommended for the treatment of mycoplasma genitalium, according to the CDC. Research indicates that treatment failure rates after treatment with azithromycin have been increasing because of the emergence of worldwide strains of mycoplasma that's resistant to macrolides. Regarding PID, the CDC states that recommended PID treatment regimens 
currently are based on antibiotics that are not effective against mycoplasma genitalium. So, clinicians should consider this organism in cases that do not respond to traditional therapy after 7 to 10 days. As for treatment of partners in settings with access to this new FDA-approved test, partner testing and treatment of infected individuals should be considered. We have covered the CDC background information on Mycoplasma genitalium, an often overlooked cause of sexually transmitted infections. With the new 2019 FDA-approved test for detection of this organism, new attention is being given to this previously overlooked pathogen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.